Oh god, somebody just, one of the dogs just freaking clawed the door. Doggy, no! Welcome back to Voicing Valiant, a podcast by the community, for the community. This is episode 36, and I'm Bookworm. And I'm Shadowcon. And we got a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's been a fun week to say the least. <laughs> we have one particular game we can talk a lot about. So I feel like we should try to gloss over the regular games as much I, as we can. I agree, I, and I think for the most part we can, <laughs> honestly. Some of these was really not much to talk about anyway, so we'll just slide over them. Yeah. So I guess night and ride in. Thursday, June 20th. First game was Shock versus Uprising. It went 4-0 in favor of the Shock. Not yep. not a shocker. Not a yeah, shocker. Exactly. Uh, yeah, nothing surprising there. Pretty much everyone expected that, and it was pretty one-sided. It was. Next game of the day was Eternal versus Outnaws, and Outnaws pulled out the win 3-1. Uh, a little more competitive than the first game, but Houston definitely looked like the better the better team overall. They've been looking pretty good so far, so it was pretty, I guess, predicted by that point. Yeah, because Paris has been a little more iffy looking, even in this stage, with how strong they came out. But Houston's been on an absolute tear. Uh, yep. So pretty much, yeah, it was expect- it was pretty much what I believe most people expected. Then the next game of the day was Spark versus Feel. Spark took out the win, three to zero. I'm surprised Dallas got a draw. <laughs> it's weird. I was like, a draw? Eh, okay. You got it. Cause Spark's been looking really good. They're one of the one of the best expansion teams. Uh, yeah. As long if you don't like, I joked about what was it two episodes ago. If you don't count the Titans, the Spark are the best performing expansion team. Yeah. Yeah. You just didn't forget about the Titans, yeah. I'm telling you, the Titans... Oh, God. Yes, See, we Bella, know Bella. Bella's disputing this. She is <laughs> disputing this. She doesn't know anything. She, doesn't, she didn't even watch the games. She has no say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the next game was a Valiant game. So let's just skip over that one for now. Uh, start of Friday, June 21st, we had Melon Spitfire up against New York Excel. Pretty damn competitive match. Yeah, this one was actually super fun to watch. All five maps. In the end, New York Excel took the win, 3-2. to two. Yep, and neither team looked particularly bad, but neither team, I would argue, looked particularly good either. But I think it's just because they just know each other so well that they just make each other just look like mediocre teams because of how close they usually play. Yeah, it was a close match, like... Yeah, and and London was looking for revenge because they got, what was it, 4 0 by New York? What was it, like, two weeks ago? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so they were looking for revenge. They almost got it, but they came up just short. Then the next game of the day was Shock versus Mayhem. Shock taking it 4-0. Was that really, honestly, a game? Uh... <laughs> No surprises there. It was it was very one-sided. Very. Next game of the day was Gnadiators versus Dragons. 
dragons took a three to one. Yeah, they looked they looked pretty dang solid. Uh, gladiators looking a little shaky at the moment, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, it was just a little surprising to me because I know dragons have been doing really well, but gladiators wasn't doing that bad. No, honestly, I feel like gladiators have been kind of trickling down a bit slowly. But I don't know. I, maybe it's just their schedule right now has been a tough stretch for them. But I mean, dragons aren't exactly a bad team either. So they're they're both they're, they're both mediocre mid tier teams at the moment. If you look at the standings, so maybe it's just dragons just was the better team that night. The better mediocre team, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the next game of the day was Hunters versus Titans. The Titans taking it three to one. Yep, and just like any Hunters game, it was actually pretty dang exciting to watch them play. Uh, and Hunters were pretty competitive overall that entire night against the the Titans. They were. And it was it was good to see. And like I know some people were like, "Oh my God, is this gonna be the one day news?" No, it's not the one day news. Nope, yeah, Titans continued that win streak, but I mean, at the same time, there was probably not really a surprise there with that one. <laughs> nah. Uh, that's it for that day. We move on to Saturday, June 22nd. We had Dunn Spitfire up against Washington Justice. Surprise, uh, surprise. <laughs> yeah, this one was actually pretty fun overall, I would say, because you and I were in the arena. Uh, that day, so we got to see this game. Yeah, Justice took the first map, which I think everybody was surprised to see happen. Yeah, I and don't think anyone was expecting that. Which is like, <laughs> wait, what are we watching? Yeah. What? And, and then they got the draw on map two, which I think kind of was expected because Justice tends to get a tie pretty, pretty consistently, <laughs> at least once a week. It feels like. So they got both the tie. And a win, and is that allowed? Is that legal? I mean, technically it is. And then map three was, I mean, map three, London won it, but that one got awfully close to being a tie as well. Yeah, this is one surprising game. Yeah, which would have actually been the first time in Overwatch League history that a match was going into map four as a one nothing lead for a team. But London ultimately pulled it out and got the win to tie it 1-1. And then the next game of the day was Atlanta Rain versus Finny Fusion. Finny Fusion taking it 3-2. Yeah, another battle of mediocre teams. Uh, this one was a toss-up in my opinion. They're both coin flips and I guess Fusion was the one who had the better coin flip this time. Yeah, basically. Uh, but yeah, Fusion came out with the win, took all five maps, 3-2. Uh, but again, n- neither team looked particularly good in my opinion. They just looked like chaotic mess- uh, messes like pretty often with their team fights. Yeah, it was it was an interesting watch. But I'm glad that Fusion got a win this stage. Because I think that's the first one this stage, right? This stage? Um... No, I feel like that's their second one. Oh, think this is their second one. Let's see, stage three, Philly. Yeah, Philly's two and two on the stage. So that was their second okay, one on okay. stage. Well, yeah, that was a match. Uh, Pretty fun match. <laughs> next game of the day was Defiant versus Charge. I yes. kind of fell asleep during this one. 
Yes, I know. I was there. I have proof. <laughs> Did you take a picture? I have my memory. Okay. You have no proof. <laughs> or do I? God damn it. <laughs> I'm rubbing my hands together because I'm evil. <laughs> anyway, um, this is a sleeper match, Nidorani. Yeah, it, it really was. Toronto just did not look competitive at all. And this is Toronto's uh, team day too, so it's like, yeah, it was uh... it was their team day, so we got some defiant gear. Uh, they literally C nine on Ilios on well. Then they also C nine on uh, Paris. Uh, I saw those like three C nines that game. Yeah, there was a lot going. On. Was it that game though? Maybe I just know that EC9 did a lot. Like th this game, honestly, was really, really frustrating because Charge would have some really good plays, but you can't really tell they're good because Defiant was just doing so bad during all of it. Uh, like uh, was it Gibraltar was a pay note, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Charge, Charge <laughs> got that easy three zero. Charge Defiant actually get the like first point. Okay, so you know how uh, we were saying, like, hey, why didn't they cap the, the point? They were like, did somebody forget? They purposely didn't ca cap the point so that they could split spawn them. Yeah, and that worked extremely well. I that, mean, that was, was such a that was such a smart move. Maybe it wasn't purposely, but it ended up working in their favor. And, like, they split spawn them bad. 200 IQ move. Whether it was on purpose or not. Because <laughs> I feel like it was something on purpose. Because it was just like, it's a little odd that... I think it was Aineen who had stayed back with the pay note, just wasn't capping it. Or was it, uh... No, no, I don't think it was Aineen. I think it was the Nucio. Um, that would have been... Ah, uh, who knows? <laughs> I can't remember who was on Nucio uh, that uh, game. Chara, Chara? I Chara? I think Chara's usually the one on Nucio. Yeah, because yeah, she's the one... Because yeah. she's, yeah, their, their flex part on Zen or Ana, usually. Like, that's such a good play, but, like, George, like, no matter how good they were playing, Defiant was playing so bad, like... Honeywood, they <laughs> get them off the point, then they back off and give charge so much space. Yeah. What are you doing? That was a frustrating game to watch. I did fall asleep a few times. I believe I also fell asleep a few times on the next one too. Uh, Spark versus Dynasty. Uh, yep. Yeah, I mean, this game was more exciting than the previous. Uh, Spark managed the three-two. Uh, almost reverse swept by Soul Dynasty. They got really, really close. Dynasty ended up completely switching out the roster at halftime and started winning games. Dynasty's yeah. weird like that. Just switch out rosters so so quickly. <laughs> yeah, they came out of halftime with a six-man roster change. They won map three, and then they went to Havana, and they subbed in some people from like the A team, if we want to call it that, onto the B team. They won Havana, and then they went into... Map 5, I think, with the original starting lineup, if I remember correct. Uh, they didn't do the complete original. They did a few uh, people say, off. I, yeah, I, I, say, I believe Fisher was playing map 5. Yeah, there yeah, were some changes, though. Yeah, there were some changes. <sighs> they yeah, came so close. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no no Rouge Hong on map 5. So, mm, yeah, that wasn't the... Here. Yeah, we wanted to see him pop off more. That was Saturday. Uh, we move on to Sunday, June 23rd. Start off the day with Hunters versus Fuel. And I think, a surprise to no one, Hunters took that 4-0. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, this was also kind of a head-scratcher of a game a couple of times, especially on Horizon, map 2. Dallas looked good. They had a good defense. They only allowed Hunters, I think, one tick. Uh, a tick and a half, I believe. A tick and a half, okay, something like that. And then they went on attack and full full, full hold. Didn't yeah. even get the tick. How? Yeah. That was that that map was frustrating to watch. It was so frustrating. Yeah, and I'm I obviously I'm not a hunters or a fuel fan. I mean I kinda like the hunters because they're just wild and fun to watch because they refuse to play meta comps. But still, as it, that game was just frustrating to watch. Uh, I was I was dying at Nuna Colony. I saw I'm like nope, nope, nope. <laughs> like I was uh I was like so sure the fuel was gonna take it. So I like turned off my phone, went to the bathroom, I opened up the app again, and I see that the hunters are up to. I'm like, what? Huh? What? Huh? Yes. How? Exactly. How? I leave so, for like three minutes. Yeah, what? So- Yep, that, that was a thing. That's all I'm going to say about that game. <laughs> and then the next game of the day, I missed most of this one. I think that was when I fell asleep. I fell asleep a few times yesterday. Uh, I was super, super tired from the day before. Uh, it was Uprising versus Eternal. And Uprising got the win. Three, t- th- three, three to two. Yep. And Boston did it in Boston fashion in that they got a reverse sweep. They they just think you need to be put into that position of a reverse sweep. That's just what they need. Yeah. But honestly, going into map three, Paris looked like they were completely in control. And then that second half, they just fell apart. <laughs> I'm glad uh, Boston got the win. Yeah, but that game was so very frustrating for Cruz. Because Cruz played good. As far as Paris is concerned, Cruz played out of his, played out of his mind. And... He is now our, what is it, our fourth desk slam of the year? I think Uh, I've lost track of how many it was. And and it wasn't just a desk slam. Like, he smacked the desk. I believe his mouse fell and was hanging off the desk, and then he kicked his mouse. He was very, very frustrated after that. Yeah, and as this happened, he kicked kicked his mouse and then immediately turned to... uh, I forgot who it was first up from Boston... And immediately changed demeanor to shake his hand and, you know, tell him good game. Yeah, I think I think he was just frustrated. Like, he just, like, got this loss after feeling so confident. Like, anybody's going to be frustrated for that. Yeah. Well, moving on to the next game of the day it was Outlaws versus Mayhem. Book, this uh, was an <laughs> upset. I don't know what was going on. Like, I fell asleep at the very end of the NAS. Uh, game because I was so exhausted. I was trying to stay awake. I was like, I want to watch it. I need to see if Mayhem wins. I fall asleep. I wake up. First thing I see are tweets about Mayhem winning. I'm like, what the heck just happened? What did I miss? Like, I woke up, like, um, at the very start of Valiant's map, too. I was really mad at myself for that because I was like, I I have to stay awake. The next game's the Valiant match and I fall asleep. (laughs) Yeah. And I was like, what? Huh? But Outnaz I mean, was doing so well. News is to Mayhem? Yeah, beat Shock and then lost to Mayhem. Perfectly balanced, as all things should be. That was, that was surprising. It was so surprising. We yeah, finally because, got to see the, uh, the win graphic. Yeah, for Florida. I mean, I thought I'd never see it again, to be honest. 
but some say it doesn't exist. We finally see it does. Yeah, but our boy Fate got his first win with his new team. But I mean, I'm still processing it because I'm honestly shocked by it because Outlaws won Ilios pretty handedly 2-0, and then Parasite looked pretty good, but Mayhem just seemed to like click a little more. Mayhem came out the 3-2 win on Paris. And then Hollywood was, I mean, <laughs> Hollywood was close. Uh, Houston almost tied it up by capping all three points, but came up just shy. And by this point, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, is is Mayhem actually going to do this? Go to Gibraltar. Mayhem caps all three points in overtime. Outlaws struggling, and they came up ch literally just shy of capping. Oh, it's just like, what is going like, on? Yeah, that final fight, it definitely looked like it was going Houston's way. And, <laughs> I mean, it honestly looked like it was going Houston's way because they dropped a Sombra EMP. Fate went down. Zephyr followed soon after. And out of nowhere, Chris came out of spawn as the Bastion and just, sh just absolutely shredded Houston. And then there was just nothing left and Florida won. Yeah, like, what a game. What a game. And you, then that leads into the Valiant game, which we'll be talking about in a second, since those were the regular games we've had this uh, week. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that was the biggest upset of the week, definitely. Nothing else happened. Nothing else? <laughs> yep, nothing else happened. <laughs> okay, then, let's move on to Valiant's game this week. Uh, we had Valiant versus Shanghai Dragons. They got their rematch. Yep, so the boys were looking for revenge since this was the uh, week one matchup between the two. Uh, Dragons won that three to one. We looked to return the favor. and we took boy, it three to one. Yeah, and we, we sure paid it back by getting that three to one victory over the Dragons. This was like kind of frustrating for me because it was on my way back from Vegas. Uh if you guys didn't know, I got kidnapped to Vegas by my best friends at the very last minute. I had less than two hours notice. And we had yet to record last week, so I had to pack up my entire equipment. Yeah, fun times, right? <laughs> so I'm on my way back, and I'm getting barely any signal driving back from Vegas. And I'm just, like, trying to keep up to date on the Twitter. I'm like, okay, what's going on? What's going on? Oh, my God. Okay, they got a map. They lost the map. They got a map. What's going on? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And, like, as we got uh, back to my town, we stopped to get dinner. And I'm like, okay, here I can, like, open up and at least watch the last map. And the internet cr is terrible there. Oof. <laughs> I managed to get back home and connect to the internet in time to watch... Aginity's NAS barrage on Dorado. Yeah, the barrage that sealed the deal, essentially. I was just like, oh my god, they're doing this! They're doing this! Yeah, and people were a little antsy, to say the least, because Space did not start the game, and Space never played in the game. Uh, we came out with essentially our normal starting lineup, the only one missing was Space, and in Space's steed, we saw Shax finally on stage. Yeah, Shax came out. This was his, uh, what's it called, debut. And he looked great. He was out on Sombra. He was doing, he was just making play after play. He looked a little shaky on it, but we needed to find out the promise that he had only had, like, 
a few days of practice on Sombra before this this started and that's space actually volunteered to step back to give Shax the starting role and net him in. So I'm like, Professor Space with the big brain plays. Yeah, but uh, the first map was on Nepal. Valiant won that game 2-1. to one. And this map was significant because, as we all know, Envy was traded by Toronto to Shanghai. And guess who started map 1 for the Dragons? Was it... Uh, uh... I can't remember the, the... I was about to say the guy they uh, recently renamed. I'm forgetting his name. <laughs> there no, goes my joke! There yeah. goes my joke for forgetting <laughs> a name! But yeah, Envy did start map one for the Dragons, which was definitely a eyebrow racer uh, since he barely just joined the team less than a week before and he was already starting. I, we can only guess it was because he wanted to play against the Valiant to get revenge again. I'm not sure if it's for that or for just... It, it's like they needed to have an off-tank in that knew that map or something. Yeah, I, I don't know, but... Because it, it was such a last-minute trade, too. You're just like, suddenly you hear, oh, Envy's been traded from Defiant to Dragons, and Dragons has released um, Guardian. It was Guardian. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I believe so, yeah. So they needed a new... I guess what was a backup off tank and it was just like so last minute. Yeah. But the boys won the first round, then they went to I believe it was Sanctum. And Agilities got a hammer kill as Torb on Envy. <laughs> oh, I saw that. I was on my way and like that's like I get the notification of a tweet and I'm like, what's it hammer kill What? Huh? What? Huh? Hammer kill? Thank you. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> Thank you for blessing us with a hammer kill. Yeah, but Valiant did lose round two. So he went to round three, and they won that one pretty handedly. Uh, but, I mean, that map two was kind of... <coughs> excuse me. That map two was kind of a, a little bit of a fluke because they came out with this... The boys just came with like, this really weird comp. I mean, I forgot what people say it's called, but apparently it's been run by a contenders team pretty... Was it uh, Clockwork Vendetta? Yeah, Clockwork it? Vendetta. That's what it was called. Yeah. Um, yeah, I saw. I saw that. Don't like, What the heck? When did Clockwork Vendetta get picked up? Yeah, it sort of worked, I guess, because the boys did get some percentage capture percentage on the point, but I mean, it was pretty one-sided for the track in that round. I'm glad they got that win. Yep. Uh, then they went to Horizon. Let's not talk about Horizon. Yeah, it's 2CP. Let's just leave it at that. That's the game It is a cursed they lost. map. It is. It and that is, is a cursed map. That is the map that the boys dropped to the dragons. And went head to halftime, went to Eichenwald, and arguably Eichenwald is still one of Valiant's better maps. They're really good on it. Like, I don't know, they just figured it out. Yeah, but Valiant won that 3-2. It was a pretty exciting map. Then we went to Dorado. And we had to go into extra innings with Dorado as well. Which I'm glad because we got to catch at least a little bit live. <laughs> yeah. But the boys pulled the win out 5-4 in Dorado. That was still an exciting match to watch. Uh, but yeah, I would recommend catching the VOD on this game if you didn't get to watch it live. It's still a very fun one to watch. You get to see some sick sleeps. Yes. Uh, Kriv <laughs> did pop off quite a bit as Anna with those sleep darts. 
he is the sleep god. <laughs> we decide after that first game. You, you imagine you're somber. You're about to uncloak and use EMP. You have hit Q. Your cast time is about to go off and you're snapped. Yep, and the waste of an uh, EMP, unfortunately. That was so amazing. It was, Just... and that that was on Eichenwald, too. <laughs> like, the fact that Karif could get that off. He snapped so many people that match. He just sniffed so many people in general. Yeah, but that, yeah, that Kar that Kareev sleep dart on Ding for the EMP saved that map for the Valiant because at that point, Dragons, I think I had like 15 seconds left to cap the third point. Here comes EMP. Nope, no EMP. And they wiped the Dragons because then the Dragons had nothing to counter back against because then the boys just burned ults and that was that. <laughs> How was that? Yeah, it, it was a beautiful sleep dart, though, that's for sure. That game, Kareev got in total 35 enemies snapped. Yeah, it was. <sighs> His stats were insane for the match. He had almost 20,000 damage done, almost 39,000 healing. But yeah, 35 sleeps, 43 biotic grenade. Biotic grenade kills, I'm sorry, and 26 deaths. I mean, he was just, he was, he was popping fire. off. Yeah, he is popping a, off. as, as Kariv tweeted after that game, he is an Anna one trick. <laughs> I'm so glad he could be on Anna. Uh, I was too. His stats are incredible. Yeah. Just so good. Yeah, that, that was, was uh, one of Valiant's games this game, game, games this week. The second game they had this week was up against the Vancouver Titans. Now, before we go into it, what was your original prediction for this match? Uh, my original prediction was I was expecting a loss. I was expecting a 3-1 loss, most likely, though I could have seen it being a 3-2 loss for us. And I was pretty close on the score. <laughs> and everybody else who participated in our pickums. What 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 would what would you say their average next uh, score was that they average, at the top of your head like average what, what score you... was Vancouver three yeah Vancouver three Valiant one was the overall choice for the game Valiant won that three one yeah boy we did they <laughs> we brought ended. down we they brought down ended. the Titans <laughs> we stopped them before. They could reach a 20-game win streak. Stopping them at 19. This is their first regular season loss. Yeah. Valiant, which went 0-7, took it from them. Yeah, and pretty convincingly, too. Once again, Space was benched this entire match. So Shax was in. We ran the Sombra Goats. And, I mean, they dropped map 1 on Oasis to 2-0, but it wasn't one-sided uh, i believe the first map they lost 100 to 47 and then the map second two one was 99 was, to 99 yeah so they were competitive for the most part but you could definitely see the sombra goats was getting to the titans that map it was getting them bad like you go to paris and they just they couldn't get that second point vancouver could not cap the second point no and the final stand to keep them from off that point in overtime was amazing too. Whoa, this this was just 
And Kariv was popping oh. off on Paris too. So he was so good. He got yeah. He had so many sleeps, and he was landing those body grenades so perfectly. There was, uh, I can't remember what point it was, when Vancouver was pushing point B, but they came in through one of the side doors where the boys were waiting for them, and Kariv just shredded them. Like he dropped. I think he dropped a sleep dart and it hit bumper. Or no, it hit Janu. And then dropped the biotic grenade. Got a six-man biotic grenade. And then it was just easy cleanup from there. It, it was so good. Um, like, his sneeps were on point. His biotic grenades were on point. He was doing so much work. And I was so proud of them. Like, they convincingly took all of these maps after map one. Like, oh, yeah. it was it was, like... You could see the Titans were frustrated. Like they just they just couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, they definitely had no answer to the Sombra Goats. Uh but the, like, uh, the boys Shax was just like hacking after hacking. And... Yeah, Shax had an oh, unbelievable sh- number of hacks that game. Uh, I think I have the stats somewhere on my phone because I remember I took a screenshot of one of them because they accidentally put uh KSF's face instead of Shaq's face when putting up his stats. <laughs> I so I that. think, I think I still have that screenshot somewhere. Hopefully. Yeah, uh, on Paris, uh, Shaq's per ten minutes had hacked twenty eight point four enemies. <laughs> that's unbelievable. That's his average per ten minutes. Yeah, that's that's insane. And he he killed eleven point six of those enemies hacked. That's still a pretty insane number, considering how like, high his number of hacked enemies was to begin with. Like, So Sue had more final blows per 10 minutes, but Shax was just popping off when it came to actually hacking them, which just it, that's just something that is more important than final blows. And KSF had... Not K, I was looking at his pictures, so I thought KSF. Shax had a bit more damage, like he had 5,035 per 10 minutes, while So Sue had... 4,941, so it's just a slight edge there. Uh, Shax per 10 minutes was actually dying more, yet because he utilized his time being alive much better than So Min Su, he, he just made a bigger impact. Like, I honestly don't know why they kept So Min Su on Sombra for as long as they did. Yeah, because So Min Su was very, very slow at charging his own EMP to try to counter Shax. Because Shax was just building EMPs like they were nothing. I think at one point they said he was averaging like 55 seconds in between alt charges. Which is pretty dang fast, really. It was. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they they tried to counter with the Sombra Goats on Paris and it just did not work for them. Shax was landing those EMPs very, very well. It was just beautiful on Paris. <laughs> it was. And then like Gibraltar... Titans didn't even get to finish all three points. Like they were they held. Didn't play, they didn't play Gibraltar. Not Gibraltar. Sorry, I'm not sure why I said Gibraltar. I can Yeah. Uh, I guess I saw the NAS games on my mind of the uh, was it Outnaws where they couldn't cap it. Yeah. Because <laughs> this or, one was a uh, no. Tor- Toronto couldn't cap on. Oh yeah, cap Toronto one point cap, on Gibraltar. Uh, yeah. Whatever. I'm I'm getting them all mixed up now. Yeah. Oh, yeah it was I can but yeah, Eichenwald well, was map three. Uh, Valiant set the second fastest Eichenwald record. Against the Titans. 
Yeah. They I believe they're this record while up against the Titans. Yeah, I think the final time bank was Valiant had four minutes ten seconds. Maybe it was somewhere so. around there. But it it, they it had was a lot of time. It was fast. I mean they Valiant even put out a tweet and just said, Might just mess around and speedrun Eichenwald. But they didn't even <laughs> need that extra time because uh Vancouver Titans almost pushed it to the end, but Valiant still like came out and like cleaned them up, got them off the point, they won. Like Yeah. It was it was you think like maybe, maybe the Titans, but nope, nope. Valiant comes out, uh cleans it up. And even if the Titans had capped, I believe at that point, um they were only they were under a minute. Uh yeah, they, they were yeah, they they were definitely under a minute. They were approaching overtime, so <laughs> it was gonna They might have they might have capped with a few seconds to spare. But that would have been one minute that they get to cap and push for their uh, second run. While Valiant would get almost five minutes. And yeah, that, I, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, and I believe map three, KSF greatly outperformed. I believe they had Simon Sue back on the, the Zarya for map three. But yeah, KSF he, he was, was like... Just outperforming him so hard, like it was not even close. I remember someone was joking around. Imagine like outperforming the actual tank. Yeah, <laughs> that I mean, yeah, that's gotta be embarrassing when a DPS player playing a tank is outperforming the actual tank player on a tank. But Actually, I think somebody like posted that stat somewhere. Let's yeah, I'm sure somebody got. It. I'm sure somebody got a screen grab of it. I thought I had it, but I don't, unfortunately. Which is unfortunate. Uh, let's see if I can find it just by writing KSF into it. See, yesterday. Ah, found it. Yep. Yeah, somebody did. Uh, it was Bacon. Bacon took a picture of it. Thank you, Bacon. Oh, good, good man, Bacon. Always helping us out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, this, this is way more than I remembered. <laughs> so, on Eichenwald, KSF had 13,533 damage, while Janu, who, uh, who would have been his counterpart only had 7,492. Yeah. Then final of <laughs> was 11 to 6. Here's the thing. Average energy, 72% for KSF. 72%. That is so hard to have. And then you look at his deaths. He only died three times. That's why he had such high average energy. He wasn't dying. Uh, Janu, on the other hand, only had 58%, which is an okay average energy. He was dying. He died seven times compared to KSF's three. Like, if you're Zarya, you have to get out when the rest of your team is dead to preserve that energy. Because it's so hard to get it up after you lose it. Yeah, but... And on and on, like, 13 gravitational kills to one, 37 eliminations to 14, like... KSF greatly outperformed Janu. Yeah, it was quite the amazing stat to see. It made me very happy to see it, obviously. Uh, but KSF is definitely coming into his own as a pretty darn good Zarya. I'm really glad they put him on it on there. Like, uh, Kareev, I'm sorry, but KSF's the better Zarya. I'm, I'm glad you're back on support. Yeah, KSF is definitely the better Zarya player. Between the two. Kareev just never looked super comfortable on it. I mean, he wasn't he performing didn't. like the absolute worst. He was kind of more mid-tier as far as stats go. But yeah, KSF is just killing it right now for us on the Zarya. I mean, you know, he's he making a case. Needs. Yeah, he, he's making a case to become just like that. So 
I don't know. Maybe he'll outperform Sinatra at some point. Maybe. Yeah, that but. was Akinrod. Ah, uh, Dorado. This one was fun. Ooh, huh. ooh, ooh. You like sleep? See... You like sleep darts book? We get to see Karif sleep dart a farer in the air again. <laughs> that was if, just so good to watch. If like... Karif walked in my room right now and asked me if I wanted sleep dart before I can say no, I'm already slept dart. <laughs> okay, the the cool thing is that Promise went into chat and was saying that Karif actually calls out his sleeps. Like, he's like, oh, I'm going to sleep to Farah. He sleeps her. What the heck? How do you sleep a Farah in the air? Ooh, and you calling it out. It was beautiful, though, wasn't it? It was. And it, it they posted it on their Twitter. And it had a... It was from Hacksaw's point of view, too. <laughs> so you get to see him slide down that rooftop. <laughs> to his death, essentially. Because, in fact, uh, charged him into the wall. <laughs> and killed. Yeah, like uh, Shax was gonna was gonna hack him, but he didn't need to hack him because the charge just killed him. Yeah, and they couldn't res. I mean, one, it was in a bad spot to try to res, but Slime just had used the res on Twilight. So like that was just it was it was so amazing to watch. Like that was the last chance, and they they like they just kept sniffing him. Like they just tapped it. He goes forward. He gets snapped, and that's gotta be demoralizing like now your far is out of the way they can push forward they can get more kills they can stagger them out they can rat off some more time yeah like, and i i think Kreev even got a couple of uh he, he slept dart Haxel a couple times when he went to use barrage too if i remember correct he was he was just sleeping everything like again he comes out with 35 enemies snapped yeah, <laughs> I mean, what are the chances he came out with the exact same stat two matches in a row? He's just sleeping that well, like yeah. That he even had less deaths this time than when they went up against the dragons. Because this time he came out with fifteen deaths as Anna, than he did as Anna against the uh, the dragons. Like I don't know, maybe he played Anna less time, but I feel like he played Anna more against the titans than he did against the dragons yeah he he played the honor more than he did against like he the does, dragons he, i i don't know maybe he had ness because he does have ness healing and ness damage done so maybe he did play them ness on like amount of time but at the same time like if he did play against the titans ness than as honor ness than he did against the dragons as honor he still came out with the same number of sneeps yeah. so he was popping <laughs> off Imagine if he had played the same amount of time both times. And Shax came out swinging with his Sombra that match too. Uh, the boys did halt their progress just under the archway before point B. So pretty respectable push overall uh, by the Titans. And then the boys went on their attack. And boy, <laughs> that was an attack push. They managed to get through the first major choke, that archway before point A. They managed to get through that pretty quickly. They were just... They just were knowing through it all. Uh, I don't know. Did so, did somebody feed them, like, seaweed cereal? What? I don't know. <laughs> seaweed cereal, oh no. <laughs> they just uh, playing so well. Yeah, they played very, very well in Dorado. And when it came to the desperation time at the cap point to finish the game... I mean, there was just kills coming in left and right that the 
the Valiant needed to get. And Kariv saved the day again to allow us to cap the point and win that match. Everybody say thanks, Mr. Kariv. Yeah, thank you, Mr. Kariv. He got that beautiful sleep dart on Bumper on the Wrecking Ball. And that stopped him. And Bumper was the only one that could have touched the point to stop us. And with him slept. And then to add insult to injury, Fact had stayed on Orisa the entire time. And used the halt to pull Bumper to back. To pull him away. Yeah, even further away. Even though he was slept, he was sleeping. And a party ensued on stage. And rightfully so. Everybody stormed the bench, pretty much. It was it was so amazing. Space immediately jumped on Kariv's back, and Kariv was still sitting down at the desk. I'm so I'm so happy that they won that. They was they were freaking out. Everybody was freaking out. And you can see the crowd. They were crying. They were screaming. They were just everybody was like so surprised that happened. But at the same time, they're like, "What's going on? Like, what? Huh?" Yes, I'm so, but... I'm so happy for them. But the Titans have fallen. The Valiant brought down this mighty juggernaut of the Overwatch League. And my god, was it a great match to watch. Definitely recommend it. Yes, I definitely recommend watching that VOD. But oh my god, yeah, there's they just played out of their minds. Because after Oasis, they pretty much controlled the entire game. I'm so glad that they that they won that because like you know lots of people were making jokes about it. like oh what if Valiant's the one that beats him and I think it was a uh, Bonnie that tweeted out that like hey actually never found the exact wordings because I she was making a joke over the fact that it, this would be the nineteenth uh, this would be the twentieth win the uh, up nineteen uh, yeah. let's see but uh, the win graphic that the Valiant posted on Twitter was pretty funny too because yeah it was a joke uh, I I believe that's the 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 thing that happens on Photoshop if you look for a file that doesn't exist. Yeah, <laughs> but the tw- all the tweets said was we didn't have a contingency plan for this, but the beast has been slain. GG, well played, Vancouver Titans. And yeah, it was that that error screen from Photoshop that says media offline in like multiple different languages. <laughs> so okay, so San Francisco shock broke Vancouver's overall streak at 19. So what if Vancouver's regular season 19 match win streak gets broken today as well? That's what Bonnie tweeted out. Well, that was a good tweet. <laughs> and then everybody's just like, well, this aged pretty well. Yeah. And they're like, what have you done? What have you done? <laughs> like, you cursed them. And they're like, well, Fact Fiction, Shacks and Reprise have ended a 30-game win streak before, so. That is true. That is true. Oh, yeah, reprise. Our new coach that we yoinked. <laughs> Yoink! Vanian's From... just out here yoinking all the, uh, all the dropped Mayhem players and coaches. All the Mayhem Academy, for the most part. Yeah, at this point, Valiant's a pretty, pretty much a Valiant Academy, like, drop-off point. Just, like, take them all. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but we did get some victory artwork from coach packing 10 as well yeah, amazing artwork 10 out of 10 ms ms paint yes and ms paint, ms paint. <laughs> oh but yeah what a what a game to watch everybody needs needs to check it out it was such a fun game it was and coming up for the valiant we have two games next week one after another we have valiant going up against the wife the spark the wife no, mm-hmm. that's the first game on Thursday. 
And then they're up against London Spitfire on Friday. First game on Friday. Yeah, so Valiant has two very difficult matches back-to-back. Honestly, four very difficult matches altogether because Dragons aren't exactly a pushover. Vancouver obviously was not a pushover of a team. And Spark and Spitfire are two of the top-performing teams in the league. So this is going to be a tough closing to the stage for the boys because this is their last two games for this stage. I'm excited because I feel I feel like they could take on the Spark just because of how good they went up against the Titans. And Spitfire isn't looking too, too good. I mean, you saw how the last game went. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's a back-to-back game. They play, thir- they play a Spark on Thursday and then the Spitfire on Friday. So... The London one makes me a little more cautious, but only because they might be you know, tired. They might, yeah, they might be, you know, mentally tired, physically tired, maybe both. Because Spitfire, that's their, that was kind of their reasoning for why they were only able to beat Justice on Saturday, two to one, because they were the first game Saturday morning or sa- Saturday afternoon is what I should say. Oh yeah, and, they're saying uh, we weren't woken up yet. Come on, guys. That's yeah. That's not and they an had they had played New York Friday night, so you know if they were mentally tired from playing a very tough opponent the night before to playing, you know, a team that everyone would consider a pushover and not performing as well. I mean, I don't know. I would kind of expect that happening this time to the Valiant, but like I said, these are two very good teams that are going up against back to back. Valiant will be playing the first game on Thursday, so they get do get some time to rest. They do, yeah, because and then yeah, they're the first game again on Friday, but still playing two very tough opponents two days in a row is it it can be very exhausting mentally and physically on somebody. But hopefully the boys are up to task and they're ready for it and they're prepping for it. We know they're prepping for it for sure. Sure, promise promise has been dropping by Valcor, kind of talking about how they're getting ready. So. I believe, though. <laughs> and even them. But with that victory over the Titans, uh, the boys are fifth, I believe, now for the stage playoffs. Uh, I believe it. so. I believe so. Yes, they are in sole fifth place. Uh, right behind Spark. We are both 4-1, and one, but Spark have a plus 9 differential, and the Valiant have a plus 8. So we're, we are definitely on their heels. But, I mean, if they can close out this stage... With two wins, they could probably climb higher in the standings for Stage 3 playoffs. Uh, I'm hoping they do well. Like, I'm just hoping they stay within contention for the, the Stage 3 playoffs. Yeah. And overall playoffs, uh, Valiant is in 17th, uh, just behind Atlanta Rain. Atlanta Rain has the same record as the Valiant at 7-12. and 12, But Rain have a minus 6 differential and Valiant have a minus 7. But after that, considering who is a who is above Valiant right now to get to that cutoff for the playoffs. I mean, Valiant look like they have a pretty good chance at making the, the, the overall season playoffs. We just have to hope they do well next stage. Yep. That's basically what we have to hope for. But I believe last like simulations put the Valiant's chances at making the overall season playoffs at like 73%. I know Bacon posted an infographic showing like every team's chances, but... Yeah, Valiant's chances greatly skyrocketed after that that victory over the Titans, and I would say rightfully so. I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad. What did that? I just like lost track of the schedule for a second because I accidentally hit the backspace. 
Uh, but yeah, yeah, I don't know if that's... I don't know if the boys can make top six. I think that's kind of out of reach at this point, but they can make it for you know into top twelve because seventh to twelfth place does a play-in kind of playoff format for the overall season. So I think that's what yeah. they're they're aiming for to get into to sneak into the playoffs now. I hope so. But yeah, that's the games this week. That's the games coming up. So I guess we move on to YouTube now. Yep, uh, not much as far as YouTube content goes. It was a bit of a slow week. Two videos so far? Yeah, two uh, CNN, as always, as we get weekly. And And then uh, Workshop Deathmatch. We got another Deathmatch video. It's all so much fun, because we just get to see the players go up against each other. Yeah, and it's funny seeing their banter between each other, too. But yeah, let's see the CNN video. I feel bad for Custa. I feel really bad for him. I do too. <laughs> Imagine having to eat seaweed with milk and cereal. Blame Stratus. It's so gross. It sounds so good. Blame Gregory. She's the one who started it. That's true, but uh, but Stratus is the one who posted the video of himself doing it on Twitter. True, true. So we got two Still. Twitter posts two weeks in a row from Stratus doing some strange things. <laughs> Yeah, that was a uh, feel bad. I like I was watching. I'm like, is he gonna throw up? He's gonna throw up on the video. I honestly he thought hasn't. he was going to, <laughs> but yeah, but he didn't. He 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 got a strong stomach, I suppose. And he also went over the uh, Baptiste law that dropped. There was a uh, no short story with a few drawings released along with an event. Uh, you get you have to get nine wins and you get a skin and you get. Uh, sprays from watching streamers. It's kind of like the uh, the Nano Corner Diva and the uh, and the Honor Skin events that they've done in the past. Yep, basically just like that. It's actually kind of a fun event overall. I I I feel. Yeah, I thought I like these events because it gives you like incentive to play and win. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so like you don't you know like other skins sometimes you get frustrated because like. You have to save up enough coins to get it, and you get nude box after nude box of just sprays and voice nines and duplicates, and you're just like, please, I want the skin. Here's like, you're a guaranteed skin if you get nine wins, and you get weeks to do it. So no matter what, you're gonna get it. Hell, yeah. I've had I've had games where people are like, hey, have you guys gotten the skin yet? No, and like, okay, we'll let you guys win this one, and the next game you let us win. This is usually in quick play where it doesn't like affect your MMR and stuff and we usually just like mess around a bit like we just like all like work with each other to be able to get this skin yeah I mean (laughs) it's kind of a weird skin in my opinion though but I'm still going for it (laughs) I I, I like it he's a walking health pack yeah basically that's what he looks like yeah I mean even custom was a little little iffy on the skin by his reaction to it on CNN (laughs) I find it funny. It is kind of funny. People always joke around about having a uh, health pack skin. Yeah, and nobody really has a health pack skin, so yeah, but we got it with Baptiste, so. (laughs) I suppose it's appropriate for uh, him, too. So what else did they do in CNN? They also talked a bit about the uh, developers update. There have been a few changes to some heroes, um, some nerfs, some buffs. You can read all of those in the patch notes. Uh, they've released the replay viewer, which I think is great. 
because now people can catch hackers way more easily. Like I was yeah. just watching one of those uh those streamers for the drops. I think it was yesterday, and she caught somebody like who was using an aim hack. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. What What was happening? What's an aim hack that's been really really like popular lately is one where it will knock onto the border of a hero rather than like the head. So it's a little harder to notice since it seems like they're tracking you rather than uh rather than like instantly knocking on your head and shooting as soon as you poke. Yeah. So you can still see it when they like start to hover over you while you're behind walls, which is how she noticed. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were like only hitting headshots afterwards. So it's like, yeah. This guy's cheating. Definitely is. So I'm really, yeah, I'm really it's, glad it's a good they tool added for, that. Yeah, it's definitely a good tool for fighting against uh, che- uh, cheaters in games. So and like, it's also really good for say like coaching and stuff. If you need to show a specific part, it's easier to show the entire match from different viewpoints rather than just like one point uh, recording it and stuff like that. It's like you can see the full thing. Yeah, but uh, if you haven't checked it out, I would say check it out because it's pretty cool <laughs> either way. Yep. Uh, I think that was the only like important stuff from CNN. Uh, from moving part, on yep. to Deathmatch. This time they did uh, workshop games. They did Smash Brothers and Hammond Golf. Hammond Golf was pretty great. I have to admit, I want to play Hammond Golf. <laughs> I was I was a little dumb and I wasn't realizing it actually works as golf in that like every like hook you use counts as a swing in golf so i was like i was like why are they like doing it this way oh like why did this guy win he got there last like oh he got there with like fewer strokes four four (laughs) strokes rather than 20 like space and stuff like that and it was was so much fun watching them play like it was especially poor shacks because shacks was one of the players and he wasn't understanding the uh, the Hammond golf at all. Like he's yeah. like, "What do I do? How do I do this?" I mean, but Shax also isn't a tank player, so I mean that makes sense that he wasn't a hundred percent familiar with how Wrecking Ball works too. So well, he worked Wrecking Ball works a little different in that game than he does uh, regularly too. That too so yes, <laughs> even if he does know how Hammond works, he doesn't know how he works in that game mode. Yeah, but uh, Space had a couple of you hate to see it kind of moments. <laughs> Oh, those are fun. Uh, who was it that played Baptiste and uh, used the immortality field to kind of break the Smash Bros? Uh, oh, that was uh, that mode? was fact. That was fact. That was fact. Okay. Yeah. yeah, there was a few heroes that are a little broken in Smash Bros. Like he puts on his immortality field, and even though he reaches the point where he'd be like blasted off to space, yeah. he <laughs> he can't die. And the yep. same thing happened with uh, Diva. Well, when she entered the mini Diva form, like you you couldn't kill her there. Still looked fun. I might check out Smash Brothers as well. Those are those are fun game modes. I'll always play some more. Those would be fun, like the uh, Mario Kart with Hammond. Oh yeah, that would be fun to watch them play. <laughs> but those were the videos for this week. I'm not surprised if tomorrow another CNN drops, uh, even though we've already finished recording. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's it's always what happen. happens. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, exactly. That's what always happens. Uh, but, uh, I believe that's it for Valiant. Um, they did post some stuff on the Twitter. They post another fact on facts where he points out that Hammond actually sings. Yes, on Dorado. Uh, if you play the bells that are in the first spawn for the attacking side, 
uh, if you shoot the bells in a certain order as Hammond, after you're done hitting the bells, Hammond will start singing the Overwatch theme. Squeak, 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 squeak. The yeah. squeaks are so cute. <laughs> they are, yes. I, I found that really cool. Like, uh, I found out about that soon after Hammond came out, but there were still some people who didn't know that. So when the video came out, they're like, what the heck? Yeah. This is real? <laughs> yep. Like, yeah. But it, it's it's fun, so definitely check out that video and just check out everything else they posted on Twitter because, like I said, they posted a couple of different clips from the matches between the dragons and the titans and you can see some really sick sleep darts <laughs> yeah uh, i believe that's it for valiant uh if you want to keep up to date with the voice in valiant you can find us at voice in valiant on twitter if you want to keep up to date with any valiant you can find them at any valiant on twitter facebook youtube instagram twitch reddit discord and snapchat that's it for us for, for, for us for us for us guys <laughs> see you next week <laughs> Bye, guys. See you all next week. Is that Bella trying to get in? That's either Bella trying to get out or one of the big dogs trying to get in.